Hey guys, welcome to the Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools, and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. Oh boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. I have a super special guest and he really doesn't need an intro because all y'all have seen his content all over all the online channels, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. And I'm just super excited for this interview. And I just, Gary, you mean so much to me. Like, I don't know what I would do like without the input you have given me on my own business. And like, Gary is just seriously the most incredible, like powerful, influential, entrepreneur, investor. He's the founder of VaynerMedia, VaynerX, and soon to be owner of the New York Jets. You're very sweet. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on the thanks show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy holidays. Yeah, so I want, I have a really like a question that I personally really wanna know. Okay. And I know like you have such drive and you have such passion in everything that you do. What is your why? Like what drives you? What's What gives you meaning? I think gratitude. You know, I'm very aware that I was given something, mm-hmm. right? I'm aware that I was given the ability to communicate, the the drive, the the hunger. So I think when one gets talents, mm-hmm. they have to think about how to put them in perspective. And so for me, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful for the struggles I had as a kid. I'm grateful for the parenting I had. I'm grateful for the unique talents to like see you know what humans are doing and understand what that means. Yeah. And and so I think a, a lot of it is I want to give back because I'm aware that those are God-given talents. Some people can swim, some people are tall, some people can sing. Like mm-hmm. we're all given stuff. Yeah. I think I'm conscious about what I was given and that has led to a a gratitude framework that I think when you're driven by gratitude you really are in this very simple place of like nothing bothers you. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that I have such high levels of positivity and optimism. It's that I have things in perspective. And if you look at my content, the far majority of that is pounding home that message for everybody else. Yeah. You know, I think what my mom gave me as a parent, mm-hmm. and I think framing that perspective through her behavior, and I'm sure lots of things she said to me, is kind of in a weird way what I'm doing for others. I love it. And it's, ugh, gratitude is, I totally agree with you. Most people are the other way. Most people actually spend a remarkable amount of time on what they don't have. Yeah. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have mm-hmm. money. I don't have that car. Mm-hmm. You know how many people are gonna be sad in these next couple of weeks? We're, we're filming this, I don't know when you're planning on airing it, but I wanna give context here. We're filming it right before the holidays, like we're here on the 18th of December. Do you know, you know how much sadness is about to happen over the next two weeks? Because people are gonna see on Instagram and Facebook and other places, people in like St. Bart's and wearing bikinis and having good bodies and getting a car as a gift and skiing. The the sheer amount of sadness that's about to happen because people are gonna be sad about what they don't have. Yeah. Instead of realizing the other person on the other end of that photo of them being in St. Bart's Mm -hmm. actually might be in an abusive relationship 
Yeah, because we don't see it actually, all. That's right, you don't yeah. see the sadness mm-hmm. within, and so people are gonna have FOMO for something that is only surface level. Yeah, I don't believe in FOMO, I believe in JOMO. Okay, which is? Joy of missing out. <laughs> Listen, if there's a JOMO Hall of Fame, I lived it from 15 <laughs> yeah. to 30, so I'm, I'm like the JOMO fucking king. Like, I've always lived in a cocoon in my own mind, without the outside's impact. I've been completely detached from what's cool or important to everyone else. And that is where my happiness comes from. So, okay, so what do you think is like, because you have all these ideologies and like philosophies about how you live life and how you look at life. What do you feel like is the number one thing that people, like the number one misconception of your message and of you? Uh, That you should burn out for success. Mm. I've been very disappointed and I've done a much better job the last year of it in this notion that I'm big on hustle, which I am. I believe hard work matters. I mean, I don't know how any logical human being can refer to anything that's ever been accomplished, parenting, education, Mm -hmm. business, that didn't require hard work. But I do think the way I communicate and being a Jersey boy and being a male and being alpha and using the word hustle, it definitely got away from me uh, and I let people take control of my narrative and I didn't, create enough clarification. So I think the number one, the number one misconception is like work until you are burnt out and success over everything. Mm. And uh, and that's disappointing and, and I take accountability for that and I continue to try to create more clarity around that, which is happiness over everything. Yeah. And oh, by the way, when you actually enjoy what you're doing, you're gonna mm. find yourself doing it. Yeah, like you'll want to do it. Feeling good as the foundation for success. Yes. Absolutely, I love that. So what about like, what do you feel is something that you personally, like your next level for you, like your next level of growth, it can be personally, professionally, like what's next for you? I just think more accountability, more transparency. I think I think being a little more vulnerable, this is something I've been thinking a lot about. I'm so mm. there for everybody else. I'm so like on. Yeah. Uh, I don't complain at all. Mm-hmm. It's all accountability mm-hmm. that, I mean, even Dustin never reacts. The fact that he just <laughs> like kind of moved there, like I think next level, I mean, I've never said this out loud, so I'm trying to give you some exclusives here, Ash, for your podcast. Love it. <laughs> I think the next version of me is definitely a more vulnerable version of me. I can't even see that path now, but I couldn't see the path to me getting into physical shape six years ago either. So mm-hmm. I've proven to myself that I'm capable of things that don't come natural to me. I need to figure out how to be more vulnerable. I don't have that at all. So that's something I've gotta give a lot of thought to. I'm so happy that you just said that. And I'm gonna hold you to that, Gary. Okay. Because the, the, seriously, that is the one thing that I feel like for me has taken off on my platform. Which by the way, I have to say something right now. And I've said this to my audience and I'll say, I've said it to you and I'm gonna say it again. You gave me the biggest business breakthrough that I have ever had. I truly mean this. You gave me the biggest business and personal, actually, breakthrough. And that was at that meeting in Seattle. And I don't know if you know this part, but after that meeting. You cried? Did I tell you that? Yes. Yeah, for 45 minutes straight, I just bawled my eyes out. Because you, this is what I love about you. You care, you quote unquote, what do you say, give a fuck? Yes. <laughs> you, you, you seriously care so much that you're willing to be radically honest with people. And you were radically honest and it really like rattled me to my core, but it was exactly what I needed to hear. And that's like your brand, that's who you are. And that like means so much to me and I would love to see the other side of that for you. I appreciate that and you're right. And I think you asked me next level and I'll be honest with you, I don't know how close I am to it. 
the fact that I said it out loud in this interview means I'm closer than I've been. Yeah. Which is huge and yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for me right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right and I think, I think one of the reasons my content does what it does on the internet is that I put out a ton of content. When I go hard at if you take mommy and daddy's money, you will be unhappy, that hurts a lot of people in New York and LA because that's exactly their life. Mm. And who wants that? Yeah. And that's why people start off not liking me at first. There's a lot of people who don't like me mm-hmm. because I'm go- I'm poking the, that little spot yeah. that they don't want yeah. poked. Triggering. But I know it's helping and I, and I respect that. And it's also why when you ask me, the, I just poked myself. Like for me to say out loud publicly, I've gotta become more vulnerable. Like, and to watch, again, Dustin on my team who's sitting in on this right now, react, he's, he doesn't react a lot. He's in this room a lot with me. It's the obvious one in the air. Like my team hears none of that. Nobody hears any of it. Nobody in my life hears any of it. And it's something I have to build out because balance matters and I'm taking on way too much and not sharing any of my own Mm -hmm. concerns, vulnerabilities. And I've got to learn how to do that because it will round me out. Uh, It's totally a next level for you. I totally, your word for 2020, vulnerability. Yeah, and maybe 2022, it. like, yeah, okay. you know, because I don't want that poked. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. That's not my natural demeanor. So, I'm so empathetic that I'm like, you all have your own problems and I'm so fucking happy and I've figured whatever, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm putting that shit on whatever shelf, I've figured that out, but I'm unbelievably aware that that is my kryptonite and can be my ultimate downfall. And so I'm starting to start and, the process to chip away at it. And imagine like people connect with you already as it is so much. Imagine how much they'll be able to connect with you when you show even more of your human side. And by the way, a lot of my human side is the fact that I don't show my personal life. Like mm. I'm the most transparent, private person on earth. Why don't you do that? I think, I think A, vulnerability, because I think in, in my business career, I've got it much more figured out. Mm. And then that's some real fucking truth. Yeah. And then number two, um, I think subconsciously I always realized how big I was gonna be, yeah. and I didn't want to impose that on my children. Mm. I don't want that for them. Like, let them figure out how much they want the world looking at them. I'm, I'm mortified in the current state of parenting of parents using their children on social media for likes when that is actually impacting their actual children. Like, one day they're gonna have to live with all those photos and videos. Mm-hmm. The internet is real. And I just didn't have it in me since I was, since I'm so good at seeing where things are going. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need them to have this. Like, they need to be able to live privately if they choose to. And I'm actually in control of that now. Right now, yeah. Let me not do that to them. If they want to go ham on TikTok when they're 14 yeah. or whatever, yeah. mazel tov. Yeah. I can't be the one that does that to them. Mm. That's a very interesting perspective because I see both sides, right? There's yep. like, there's light and dark to everything. Correct. Totally. And okay, so this actually brings me into a question that I did have, and, and it's it's about the lart and the, the lart. It's about the light and dark of social media. So Instagram, Facebook, like it said that I just found this out actually like two days ago that the feed the addictive feedback loop is actually just as like that addiction is actually the same. The dopamine hit is yep. the same as a slot machine and yep. even cocaine. Yep. And so like my question to you is like, how do you, cause I know you're always, you're the biggest proponent and advocate of, you know, your mobile device of social media yep. and like being on and being on. And at the same time, like what about that? Like 
the research and all the studies about the feedback loop that's getting happening. complimented on your looks or your athletic ability mm-hmm. is also a dopamine hit. Yeah. Like the, the, the headlines make it hellacious. There's a lot of dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. People, people play sports to get dopamine hits. People join rock bands to get dopamine hits. People wear very little clothes to have people pay attention to them for dopamine hits. Yeah. Like, what it's do true. I think? I think we need education. I'm thrilled those headlines are out. I'm yeah. thrilled that somebody who hears that in Iowa, New York, mm-hmm. LA, London now goes, wait a minute, let me be thoughtful. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of accountability and and also not stigmatizing. So I'm a huge fan of like, hey, don't over drink and look like a fool at work or out at night. But I also recognize that some people have alcoholism and that's a disease. So there's a, there's a very fine line of just making a blanket statement. I think most people, once they hear the education of what a feed does, mm-hmm. should be accountable yeah. and decide how many hours that they spend on it. At the same token, I think we need to be careful. I think of it as like shaming people's bodies. I listen to people all the, you know, people love talking about health and fitness publicly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's something you can kind of talk about. I listen on planes and at airports and when I travel around and I hear people talking about shaming people who don't have, you know, their their, their weight together mm-hmm. and then people talking about the fact that we shame people who've the got opposite. their body too, yeah. like skinny, mm-hmm. fat, yep. this, like, and and, there's a level where there's clearly accountability and there's a level where people actually have diseases. Yeah. Like there's, there's, and so like, where's the fine line between somebody being a sloppy drunk and just not being accountable or using alcohol to suppress unhappiness somewhere else? And where's the line become that this person has a disease that's genetical? And so to me, that's how I think about this, mm-hmm. which is the far majority of people, if you don't like it, Shut down the app, delete it off your phone. I have a lot of friends who've already done that. Yeah. Because they love, te- listen, the way my life lives, everybody loves telling me that they've deleted Instagram off their phone as if I'm in Instagram. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You do you. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I, like, I'm pumped if somebody never uses it. I'm thrilled if it's the thing that brings them the most happiness. Yeah. I think the blanket black and white of dark and light yeah. is silly. Everything's gray. Mm-hmm. Be self aware. Mm-hmm. Practice getting better. Mm-hmm. Hold your sound accountable. Wait, check. Me, vulnerability, I just put it out to the world. I just did it. Now that means me take, you know, I'm not gonna blame my upbringing or things of that nature, meaning it's part of it, but I don't know how to dwell or look at the negative. I think about once you becomes your consciousness, not mm-hmm. your subconsciousness, once you read the article, once you listen to this podcast, now it's on you to do something with that information. Yeah, well, I love that you said thoughtful. Is it so true? It's like, and then, okay, so what about you? I mean, you're you're always on. So what do, do you have anything that you do to really create balance and like harmony with being yes. present and being, yes. you know, online? Yes, I put my phone down when I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Like some days I'll be on it for nine hours because I'm traveling a bunch and I have to do work. And I, What people don't realize is when I'm in New York, I'm barely on it. I'm dead because these guys know, again, they're reacting. I'm in meetings left and right with people. Yeah. I'm like barely getting my content up. Mm. John, who's sitting in right now, like is bugging me. He's like, it's 3.30, this is a slot you wanna post on Instagram. Like, cause what people don't realize is I'm the one posting. He's like, dude, you gonna do it? I'm like, oh, I got, and I'll shoo him away cause I got a meeting or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I know that we have to post in an hour, you know, in 19 minutes right now, it's running through his mind, it's running through my mind, like it's our game. But like, if I can't get to it, I can't get to it. And every day I'm in New York, I spend almost no time on my phone. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a real break. Yeah. But if well, I'm on the road, I'm living in my phone. Yeah, because I'm operating the business. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. You know what, Ash? That I think people would completely be blown away 
is how little percentage of my time is spent being Gary Vee when I'm the most prolific content producer. What do you mean by that? I spend almost all my time being Gary Vaynerchuk, the CEO of VaynerX. I have a thousand person global company. This is where shit gets weird for people. Shit's getting weird. You know, (laughs) people don't understand that I have figured it out, invested in the infrastructure, and am capable of producing content in a way that there's just a lot of people who are huge fans of mine or follow me carefully who have no idea that I'm the actual, I, I am 12 minutes late for this interview with you because I was in the other office doing 2020 budgeting for VaynerX, talking about things like cutting 50,000 out of travel and expenses for the accounting department. Mm. Like I'm an actual operator yeah. of a $200 million yeah. business. Yeah, oh and that's the side that people don't ever see. That's right, well we try to do it with Daily V, <laughs> like, like we try to, like I yeah, say, like I refer to it a lot. I just think that people are so taken aback by how, I'm putting out so much more content than people that are full-time influencers that it's kind yeah. of difficult for the audience to not believe that that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, that's, that's all they see. What? For sure, like, cause you're doing so much, it doesn't make, regular people like us don't think it's possible to run a company <laughs> yeah. and do that at yeah. the same time. Yeah, I think what they understand is they get to watch me go from 9 a.m to 8 p.m. every minute, every mm-hmm. minute, no lunch, Non-stop. no watching something, ha ha ha, like no, like every minute, and then they know I'm going to three more meetings and it's like, and and this is because I'm in my crescendo, I am in my perfect, this is what I love to do. Yeah, and that makes all the difference. Well, that's what, we, I mean, that's going right back to what we said, like feeling good. And I, I feel the same way, like what I do now, now that I'm so much more on purpose, and honestly, big thanks to you for that, um, I feel so in purpose that I don't want to stop. Like it's Correct. like it feels good. Like Correct. you don't feel. You know what a, a, a key indicator is that you're not doing. You're not where you're meant to be. Is if you're feeling like drained and exhausted all the time. Because I don't feel that way. I feel energized after. Like like I'm gonna feel so energized after this meeting. Like I'm gonna feel energized after I work on a client site. Like I get energy from it because I'm in purpose. And I, I feel like I you're in, the same way. I believe in it the most. It's yeah. why I keep. Put, everyone makes fun of me. Like you know like. I love when people make like spoof videos of me because they're great insights. First of all, they're all so good because I'm so easy to spoof. But <laughs> second of all, you know, and a lot of it's like, do what you love. And and I laugh because I think people really think it's a not real thing. Yeah. And it and I actually think it's the most real thing. I just don't think people have the humility to eat shit for a decade to do what they love. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time for the kids in the back. I think doing what you love is actually the most practical way for success. I believe that most people are not willing to eat shit for 10 years to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not willing to fail. Like I've, Correct. I, like, fi- I, I have shifted my freaking relationship to failure, let me tell you, because I now let it mean, like if I'm not failing, that means that I'm not being a mover and a shaker, I'm not being a risk taker, I'm not being bold, I'm not being brave. It's also, it's also the market giving you feedback. Yeah, it's you information. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be winning on everything. Yeah. I have like a thousand 1975 t-shirts sitting in some warehouse collecting, you know, costs. Like our t-shirt sell of that didn't work. Like that's the point. Yeah. Well, if it's, you're yeah, if you're winning all the time, that means you're probably playing really safe and small. Even then, like even you could play the smallest and safest of all time, you still can't win every second. Like it's just impossible. Yeah. You're gonna step in a puddle on the yeah. way to work. You lost. Your shoes wet. Like you should be losing. Losing's yeah. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. What, okay. So question for you. 
What do you feel like is like the biggest win that you've had this year and the biggest loss? Let's That's get let's great, get great vulnerable question. here. Let's get vulnerable. I, I think here. the biggest <laughs> loss was I was very committed to running VaynerX at a much bigger profit after three years, and I didn't achieve it because I don't know how not to invest. It's just not in me. Mm. And as long as I make payroll, I feel like it's accomplishment subconsciously. Consciously, I tried to make more profit this year. I did not accomplish it. Lack of communication with my CFO. I could have done better. So that was my biggest up. Like that was a loss. I could have done better with that. The biggest win is the when you're putting out as much content as I'm putting out, and you're really basically saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. To be able to continue to grow and and retain people means you are doing context and distribution at a Hall of Fame level. Yeah. My ability to change adjectives, to say the same things in different ways, and to also recognize that this was the year of LinkedIn and TikTok is something that separates me from everyone. Mm. Oh, it's so, that's so true, and I actually noticed that. So I noticed the way that you like, you, it's like little reinventions. Cartoons. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we posted, yeah, we posted just now like, the what if when, like this concept of what if Wednesday, I'm like trying to make like little desk toys. Like I'm just always trying shit and it's a game of context and distribution because my message is very clear and I will never waver. And you're not afraid to test a bunch of shit because again, you're not afraid to like have, a, have something flop because it's, it, sometimes it flops, but again, it's feedback. Like, so I feel like that's how so many people will put ourselves in like this rut is because we're like, oh, this works. I'm gonna keep only posting that, not testing anything else, right? You know my belief on that. Yeah, it's so true. And I, and, and then yeah. a lot of people end up doing things they don't want. There's a bunch of people who don't wanna make memes anymore. There's a bunch of people who don't wanna do motivational quotes anymore. There's a bunch of people that don't wanna show like their abs or their bikini shots anymore. It was amazing, and especially because it's a young culture. Mm -hmm. Like it was super fun to get like everyone thinking that you had big pecs and whatever, but like you're not that same guy anymore. You're 27 now and you're in a different place in your life and you don't want to, but you still do. Anything for the algorithm. Yeah, and we've got to stay. We've got to kill the anything for the algorithm game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Algorithm and plus alignment. Algorithm plus alignment. <laughs> I had to I like throw that, that in. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what yes. do you? This is a, a deep question. So, okay. so how, so are you are you willing to go deep? I'm about to find out. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you feel that you are like the most? uncomfortable with and maybe self-conscious of about like sharing about yourself? Uh, That I am very uncomfortable with negativity and and conflict to the point where I avoid it, which would make everybody so confused because I'm so good at going directly at it for others. Yeah. But I don't like negativity and I'm willing to use money. I'm willing to over deliver. I hate conflict. I hate it. So what 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 do you mean? Like, give me. What do you mean by hate? Like, what? Somebody coming up to you and say, like, you would just leave and walk away if they yeah. came up to you and confronted you about something. Yeah. So I, what? What? I about? would be charming and clever and like <laughs> look over here and everyone be like, what? Like, I'm um, like, I I you know I procrastinate only when it comes to firing somebody who's bad. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll sit on it for fucking two months mm. and it's fucking up Vayner but I feel mm. bad for them and I hate conflict and I hate like firing mm. somebody. Mm. Like I'm very insecure about me. In, so in the macro I'm unstoppable. Like I want the world to melt and I'm gonna put everybody, like if it's on my back I love it, when it affects someone else I hate it. 
Hmm. The reason I hate conflict is because if somebody comes at me, I'm gonna destroy them. <laughs> I don't wanna do that to them. I'm being really serious with yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> I almost think it's like, I don't know martial arts very well, but I th- I've heard themes growing up. Like I'm a human, I hear things. Like you yeah. don't really use it. Like you're not supposed to use it. Like, like if I almost feel like if you're a great martial artist, I mean, again, I'm looking at, I don't know, I'm looking at every four of you really for feedback here. And if you're great, <laughs> not, not a great if, martial you're, artist. if you're a great martial artist, you're not supposed to beat the fuck out of somebody when they come up to you. Yeah. I. Yeah, that's where I think I got it from. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's how I think I am emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a very bad idea to come at me in a verbal conversation. I, I think it's a really good point because I think that you're not, you're definitely not alone in that. I'm sure almost every listener can say that conflict is not something that they look forward to or, or, but you or know even. Funny? I'm a reactor to my dad who loves conflict. My dad loves conflict. Like, he, wants to get into fights. Okay. Wants well, to get into verbal spats. Like, is very quick to blow up his lid. Yeah. And I became, I think I naturally am not in that. And then behaviorally, after watching him, I went the other way so hard. Mm. I, I think a lot of people like conflict. Well, I think, con- well, okay, that's you see where true. I'm going? That's true. Uh, that's true. Like, I would never get into an argument. I, Ever. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that conflict takes two people, it takes two. So I think it's different if someone confronts you and they're like, they say something that's not very nice and it's super confrontive, then you have an op- option. You have like, bunch of choices on how you can respond Correct. to it and that's been honestly a big growth for me is like being the stand for what I want to see more of in the world even in the face of like the ugliest yeah. to like, me being the bigger person is very easy it's more addressing it like just being in negative vibes I'm just not I there's like certain scenarios that I just feel uncomfortable with like I just I don't like hurting humans and I'm no I, I know verbally I'm capable of it like I'll always like the def- like they're just, I'll always defend somebody, I always try to do the right thing, but like, I just hate negativity. Yeah. I just hate it. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I totally feel you on that and I- And there's I, times where mm-hmm. I think I should do a better job of confronting it, Yeah, and I just avoid it. Mm-hmm. I eventually get to it, because I have to. Because yeah, I was I'm gonna in, say, what we resist persists. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm also the last line of defense. These are all my companies, yeah. so like, I'm in a tough, I put myself in a funny spot, but that is where, that's where I'm vulnerable. Mm. And and I think even that part where you said about like needing to let someone go in your company. The worst. Th- yeah, and so so what, is it like a people pleasing thing? What What is that for you? It's just a not giving a fuck about money thing. It's about mm. not liking negativity. It's like there's a million things. Yeah, yeah, well, I feel that. Um, okay, so I'm gonna shift, I'm gonna shift gears just a little bit. Uh, curious to know, cause you are one of the greatest predictors. I love hearing you when you predict trends and all things. So. My question is, what do you see as like the biggest trend in the next five, 10 years that you're personally really, okay, first excited about and then not, like not looking forward to? So, but light and dark. Light, light and dark. dark. Dark is nationalism in our political, economic, human infrastructure. I believe that we're going into the era of everybody saying Team USA, Team, you know, Argentina, like just walls, mm, walls of separation. non- Yes. At scale, it's happening in the U.S., in Brazil, in India. It's happening everywhere, and it's that. and it's continuously happening, and w- that leads to war. So that scares me. Mm. In the light part, like the thing that I'm most excited about is I think, I think technology is going to make such uncomfortable advancements in health over the next two decades that people are just going to live longer and happier and be more educated, and that makes me happy. Mm. Love it, love it. What about social media? 
I think voice is, I think social media is the slang term for what's going on on the internet. I think voice, Alexa, play Elton John. I think like that's where we're at right now with Alexa, but when it's like Alexa, book my haircut. Alexa, be my assistant. Yeah. Like I think that's coming. I love that. And you said that to me, That that's what you said to me on that meeting. Welcome Alexa. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, um, I wanna respect your time here. I don't know where we're at. I'm like, a little bit over, but I'll give you one last step bat. What else do you want? Okay, okay. Actually, I have a f- I have a fun. This is a fun question. Okay. Okay. I think you'll like it because like you know that I like my hip hop. Yes. So I know you like your hip hop. Yes. So tell me your top five all time favorite MCs. Go. Biggie Smalls, one hundred percent number one. The Notorious B.I.G. Um, I would say that for me, uh, definitely, definitely Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, I think they're grossly underrated. I know that doesn't make I most people's Bone top Thugs five, but that is absolutely there for me. Uh, I would say Lil Wayne, for sure. Just like iconic for me in a lot of different ways. Um, Pimp C, which is a little bit more esoteric and you know Southern hip hop OG shit, but he was a big factor for me. Big shout out to Rob Muse who put me onto Pimp C back in the day in the late, mid 90s. Um, and then number five, um, you know, I'm a very big fan of a lot of the new stuff. I'm a huge fan of T Grizzly. I'm a very big fan fan of T Grizzly. Yeah. And uh, and he's way up there for me. I love it. Okay, wait. Uh, one last Go one ahead. last question. So tell me, like, your share with us, like, one of the goofiest parts about you that not many people know about. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny. Challenge the, the the goofiest thing was my addiction to garage sailing, but trash talk kind of unveiled that. Um. What's something goofy you do? Do you like it's, wanna- This might be disgusting, but it's like the number one thing. I, I'm willing to eat anything. Like, I mean like dirt and like socks. Dog like, food, cat food? Yes, like I, I, <laughs> nothing scares me when it comes to putting something in my mouth. Wow. I'm willing to eat absolutely anything and everything. Every food, all of them. The poison fucking fish in Japan, the fucking weird shit that everyone's scared of. Like to me, a spider? Don't, even, don't even, yeah. Like I would eat a spider right now in 12 oh seconds. Oh my God. A, a frog's <laughs> beating heart, eat it. Like I'm, that's, I'm just, and then just like, if you were like, go lick the pavement, like lick, lick this like table. Like I'm just, I'm just very comfortable with germs. Like what, you know all the people that are super crazy with germs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the reverse. I fuck with germs. I will put, I love. But it's funny, you never get sick. That's so what I was gonna yeah. say. I was just gonna say that. You don't ever really get sick. That's the point. Yeah, that's I think because point. I was exposed to everything and all the time, my immune system's like, I ain't scared of shit. Oh, oh, flu? Fuck you, this dude licks tables. Get the fuck out of here. I gotta go, love you, see ya. That was amazing, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag me at ashley.hand, I see and read all of those and I love sharing your story post to my story as well. Make it a powerful day and I'll see you on the next episode.